the Nucleus series for volume 16 of Lakutis Siches, the Sicha for Chaf Dalit Tevis, the 24th of Tevet, titled Let's Get Physical. The Yom Histalkos, day of ascent of the soul of Rabbi Shneir Zalman of Liadi, the Alter Rebbe, was on Sunday, actually Saturday night, 11.30 p.m., the 24th of Tevet in the year 5573, which in the Gregorian calendar was December 27th, 1812. Now, this day, the 24th of Tevet, coincides with the Gregorian calendar of this year on Tuesday, the 17th of January. There are the last two written teachings of those that reached us of the Alter Rebbe before his Istalkos. Number one, Epistle 20, which is printed in Tanya, part four, Igeris HaKodesh, which was written days before the Histalkos. And number two, the note known as Hanefesh HaShefela, the lowly soul, written after the Saturday night Havdalah services, but moments before the Histalkos. In the first, it speaks of the greatness of performing physical mitzvot, which is the ultimate purpose of the soul's descent into this physical world, being that, quote, their beginning, the omnipotence of the essence of the one who brings all into existence, blessed be he, lies specifically only in their end, this physical world. Similarly, in the second, it speaks of the need to perform physical acts of kindness and charity, for it is specifically, I quote to you from the Lacha Dodi, last in creation, the physical world, which arose first in God's thought. So it's last in creation, first in thought. Now, Number one, histalkis is the antithesis of engaging in the superiority of physical mitzvot and physical acts of kindness. Hence, why was the Altarebbe preparing for his own histalkos specifically with these teachings? Number two, in the note, The Lowly Soul, the Altarebbe states the need for physical acts of kindness, which, quote, by large are all concerns of falsehood. Now, what this means is that the physical struggles of the other for which you are helping him with physical acts of kindness are, in essence, all of a false paradigm. However, in Tanya, part 4, Epistle 27, I quote, The life of a righteous is not a fleshy life, but a spiritual life consisting of faith, awe, and love, end quote. And how much more so at the stage of their histalkos. Nevertheless, the Alter Rebbe, moments before his Estalkos, is emphasizing the need for physical acts of kindness with giving Torah guidance concerning not of behaving in the accordance with the truth of Torah, but of the falsehood of struggles with the physical necessities of one's household. In order to understand this, let us first understand how can we say that, quote, the life of a righteous is not a fleshy life, but a spiritual life consisting of faith, awe, and love, end quote, when in Ethics of Our Fathers, the Mishnah says, not the study, meaning faith, awe, and love, but the action, meaning the physical, is the primary, Therefore, we must say that the physical actions of mitzvot of the righteous are but an expression of his love for God, 
and his physical observance of the 365 prohibitions are but an expression of his fear of God. In other words, the righteous's action is primary is but the expression of his spiritual service of faith, awe, and love to God. The righteous, as he says in Tanya, is he who loves God's name and who truly desires to cleave to him. And one cannot truly cleave to him except through the fulfillment of the 248 positive commandments, for they are the 248 organs of the king, meaning of God, king of the universe, as it were. End quote from Tanya. So being that, mitzvah and good deeds are God's will, meaning that observance, physical service of mitzvot causes an infusion of divinity infinitely greater than that of the souls cleaving to God, the spiritual service. Hence, the righteous's love for God demands that he do physical mitzvot, being that this causes an infusion of divinity far greater than his spiritual service. Therefore, the righteous fulfill the practical mitzvot which are performed with the body itself which they perform for the sole sake of fulfilling the, I quote to you from the Tanya, which quotes from a medrash in Tankuma, the Holy One, blessed be he, desired to have an abode in the lower realms. And this is done in a fashion in which his physical body is no more an identity for itself, but rather is transformed into a spiritual vessel for the light of God. And this concept is taken to even greater heights in the first teaching, which explains that the superiority of physical mitzvot are not only because the physical body becomes transformed into a spiritual vessel for the light of God, but rather because the omnipotence of God lies specifically only in the physical which in essence is saying that the superiority is not about the mitzvah which is being done physically, but about the physical, which only the physical and not the spiritual expresses the, I quote, it is in his power and ability alone to create something, yesh, out of absolute naught, ayin, and nothingness, without this yesh having any other cause of and reason preceding it. Because the very core and essence of the blessed emanator, whose being is of his essence, he is an essential form of being. He is not heaven for friend brought into being by some other cause preceding himself. And what we just quoted was that the only reason why the physical world exists in a way where it can embrace atheism, that the world exists of itself, is because it is created directly by the essence of God, which, unlike the light of God, which has the source, which is the essence, the essence of God has no source. Hence, it creates the yesh, the physical, in that way where the physical perceives that it has no source. Spirituality cannot embrace this paradigm that it has no thought, no, no precedence, nothing causing it. Hence, it's only in the physical where the true essence of God is expressed.
with this understanding that the superiority of the physical being because it is specifically the existence of the physical that expresses the essence of the blessed emanator, we will now understand the true depths of the note that the Alter Rebbe wrote moments before his estalcos, the lowly soul in stating the need for physical acts of kindness, which by large are all objects of falsehood. For, and I quote you a teaching of our sages, that the attribute of truth said to God, do not create the world for they are fulfilled with, they are filled with falsehood. And therefore, the world was created not by the attribute of truth, but by kindness, which said to create it, a kindness which is not of truth. Now, the true meaning behind this is not that kindness said to create something that is false. For the world, as we quoted from Maimonides, came into existence, but only from the truth of his God's being. So it's not false, but rather the meaning is that, quote, truth said not to create it only from the perspective of the attribute of truth. The attribute of truth exists within the finite capacity of the order of evolution, the finite permeating linear light, which cannot embrace creating anything that does not proclaim truth is God. Hence, the attribute of truth said not to create a world of falsehood, which does not express truth is God. However, the truth of God's blessed essence, not the attribute of truth, but the truth of God's blessed essence is not limited to the need of the world proclaiming truth is God. Rather, it can also embrace a place of darkness and concealment which looks like falsehood and which from the perspective of the order of evolution, the finite permeated linear light can only exist because of the attribute of kindness, not truth. And why can the truth of God's blessed essence, yes, embrace this, while the attribute of truth cannot? For in truth, even this place of darkness and concealment, falsehood, is but, came into existence, but only from the truth of his being. Because of this, even the household necessities of one's fellow Jew, with their intentions for the physical, things of falsehood, with no connection to truth is God. And nevertheless, these things too are truth of his being. And hence, regardless of their physical intentions, the people who are asking for guidance for the physical, nevertheless, they factually use these physical things to perform mitzvot as well. And therefore, the Altareb's final guidance in this world is to give counsel from long ago, meaning from the wisdom of the Torah, to others for their physical pursuits without getting involved in their intentions. For even these physical things of intentions of falsehoods are connected to the truth of his being, God's being. Now, within tshuva, it is revealed that even the physical things of falsehood are connected to the truth of his being. Why? For the ultimate things of falsehood are the forbidden and the impure, the sin, which cannot elevate nor transform into holiness. And nevertheless, the Talmud says, quote, Great is Teshuvah as one's intentional sins are made for him as merits. 
For tshuva reaches into the essence of God, which isn't limited and can reveal the sparks of God even within the absolute falsehood and antithesis to the supernal will, hence transforming them into merits, the very sins, falsehood, antithesis of God's will now becomes merits. Now the teshuva of the righteous do not deal with falsehoods, but only with the, I quote to you from Ecclesiastics, what the teshuva of a tzaddik is, quote, and the spirit returns to God, but there is no sins that have to be transformed. Hence, the righteous's experience of teshuva's ultimate power of, quote, intentional sins are made as merits, end quote, are only through bringing others who do sin to teshuva which this was the primary novelty of the Alter Rebbe's life. Hence, at the Alter Rebbe's Histalkus time of, and the spirit returns to God, he is focusing on teachings of the revelation of his life's achievements, that it be specifically through the physical falsehood acts of kindness to others that the truth of his being is reached.